Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about the NFL's new anthem policy, which is getting a lot of reaction around the country, some positive Mostly negative from what I am able to see. We're going to talk with John Neo, who is a sports columnist for the Detroit News. And we're going to be joined by Dominique Foxworth, who is a senior writer with The Undefeated and a former NFL cornerback. He has had uh, a lot to say about this new policy. Um, So you're going to want to stay tuned to that segment. It'll get started at about half past the hour. But first... In the current political era, it's often easy to forget that there are Republicans and Democrats who want to work with their colleagues across the aisle. Bipartisanship isn't a dirty word so much as it is a seemingly extinct concept in Washington, D.C. But in our state, there are some congresspeople who enjoy working together on tough issues. Fred Upton and Debbie Dingell are two lawmakers who pride themselves on their ability to work with members of both parties. This week, they advanced legislation that they worked on together to combat opioid addiction. The measure would provide for research into new pain medications that are free of the addictive qualities of opioids that are often prescribed for pain at hospitals. Joining me now to talk more about it is Congressman Fred Upton, a Republican from St. Joseph. He represents Michigan's 6th Congressional District. Congressman, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. It's always nice to be with you, but you can call me Fred, and I know that Debbie will say call me Debbie when she gets on as well. I think we're going to be on together. Uh, Yes, that's right. Uh, I also want to welcome Debbie Dingell, who is a Democrat from Dearborn, represents Michigan's 12th Congressional District. Debbie, it's always great to hear you as well. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Fred. It's great to be with both of you. And Fred, thank you for defending both of our first names. <laughs> right, yeah. right. That's right. I didn't of course. Say, I should say the lovely Deborah. That's right. Uh, you get the adjective <laughs> that's I don't. Right, that's right. <laughs> uh, the Congressman Dingle always uh, says that about uh, his wife, who now has that seat. Uh, now that we're done with the formal introductions, let's let's talk a little uh, less formally about what uh, what this legislation is uh, and and why it's important in the districts that you guys represent here uh, in Michigan. Fred, I'll start with you. Well, this is really important. There's uh, rarely a family these days that doesn't know something about the opioid crisis and the toll that it's taken on our nation, tens of thousands of deaths, overdoses, uh, literally every single year. Uh, Debbie and I are known to have worked together, and we pursued legislation that is now passed the Energy and Commerce Committee. It's going to be on the House floor in early June. It will pass there. We're going to work with the Senate. But what it does is this. It it uh, helps the National Institutes of Health, the NIH, and I've been in a number of meetings with the director, Francis Collins, who once was a professor, by the way, at University of Michigan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he had a, a very important function, and he is most interested in working the research side of things to develop a new uh, anti-non-addictive pain-killing drug, I'll say that, Mm -hmm. but it could be a device, who knows what it is, what it'll be, uh, to solve this issue because we know about 80% of folks who get addicted to opioids, it starts with a prescription. It starts with that awful pain that individuals just can't bear. And that's what this bill will do, and the 
two of us, Debbie and I, have teamed up on a lot of things together, from nuclear waste to you name it. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, we, our names are on this thing, and it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, Debbie, talk about what the opioid crisis looks like uh, here in Michigan and specifically uh, in the 12th District. Well, I mean, I actually go all over the state, and Fred and I have been in each other's districts talking about the opioid drug addiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, here is a reality. We have a crisis in this country. Uh, the overdose, according to the Centers for Disease uh, Control and Prevention, overdose deaths involving prescription opioids were five times higher in 2016 than they were in 1999. Mm-hmm. And from 1999 to 2016, more than 200,000 people have died in the United States, Steve, from overdoses just related to prescription opioids. But, the, you know, I've lived this issue on both sides of the issue. My father was an opioid drug addict before anybody knew what it was. And I know what it's like to live in that kind of household. Mm-hmm. My sister had a drug addiction problem most of her life and, quite frankly, didn't make it. Uh, but we also have to understand that there are very legitimate uh, pain needs. And I'm hearing from a lot of those people that are living in chronic pain or have cancer, the oncologists and the emergency room doctors, many of the doctors have been in to talk about how, what do we do to address this problem. It's devastating families. It's devastating communities. Sure. People don't understand that the number one issue about why jobs aren't being filled in this country is not because people don't have the skill set, but because they can't pass urine drug tests. tests. That's right. That's absolutely right. I hear that a lot from uh, employers right here in Southeast Michigan uh, when they talk about not being able to get uh, enough people to fill jobs. Um, let's talk about this idea of working across the aisle, which, uh, you know, as, as both of you point out, uh, you two do quite a bit. Uh, but it, it does seem as though that's a rare, uh, a rare thing in Washington, maybe uh, more rare now than, than, than in the past. Um, uh, is, that, is that a function of the times that we live in? Um, or, or is there something else that that has been that has been making that uh, that difficult, Fred? You know, I think most Americans, as they look back to Washington, they would say, "What a bunch of dysfunctional idiots!" <laughs> uh, they can't get anything done. You go to these fiscal cliffs. You shut down the government. I mean, it's just people just scratch their heads. Why can't they just work together? That's so. When I came to Congress and I worked for President Reagan before I ran for office, you know, here was a president that got a lot of stuff done. He worked with the Democratic House and Senate. And when he ran for reelection, guess what? He won 49 states. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, as a Republican, went in California, New York, good grief. What I mean, what did he do right? <laughs> he did everything right because he worked with both sides of the aisle. And so when I came to Washington, I said, I'm going to do that. And last night we honored a real champion. We honored uh, Debbie's husband, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really nice bipartisan event in Statuary Hall, very moving. C-SPAN actually covered it. There's some national stories uh, today about it. But the bottom line is this. If we're going to correct the dysfunction, we have to work together. Debbie and I are actually part of a group called problem solvers. And I think no labels as well, Debbie. I think you're in no labels too. But we are actually working together right now to change the rules of the House 
so that we, in fact, can work together on a host of things. We had a number of meetings. We're going to unveil it formally, I think, the end of next month, end of, end of June. Uh, but we're going to want to change the rules of the House and really encourage bipartisanship. Bipartisanship will rule. And as I said last night in my remarks uh, honoring John Dingell, you know, our Committee Energy and Commerce is the most powerful committee in the Congress. It's the, the, the oldest one as well. Uh, and we have members from all different political persuasions. And I said, if we can have a Peter Welch, who's pretty liberal lefty mm-hmm. uh, from Vermont, work with Dave McKinley, who is a pretty conservative from, Republican from West Virginia, if they work together and get an amendment done, guess what? There's nobody on the outside. Right. Well, right. there are some, but it doesn't happen. We get it done, and that's what we need to do in the Congress. We need to put our best ideas forward, just like Debbie and I have worked on a host of issues, from protecting the Great Lakes to opioids mm-hmm. to nuclear waste to you know pipeline safety. I mean, we're there. The autos... We're there. We're there together, not afraid uh, to speak on behalf of our constituents in a bipartisan way to get things done, whether it is a Democrat president, Obama, or whether it's a president like we have today. Yeah, uh, Debbie, one, one of the things I hear from, from people who are sort of deeply rooted on either side of the political spectrum is that uh, working together uh, is code for giving up on principle, that that uh, this idea of reaching across the aisle is really just uh, an, an effort to walk away from the things that make people uh, Democrats or Republicans. How do you how do you answer that? Well, I feel very strongly that um, compromise is not a dirty word, and that none of a, 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 an ex, we don't have that kind of exchange of ideas. Talk about best practices how you can do something that helps a lot of people. We don't do that enough. We do have uh, uh, people that are far right and far left. But, you know, I'll make it really clear. First of all, I respect Fred. Fred and I don't agree on everything. But we really, Fred's one of my best friends in the Congress. That's just a reality. And um, uh, we will argue, we will go back and forth, but we respect each other's opinions. And I say to people that, you know, I'll work with Donald Trump. He's now, I mean, last night he came, I told you, you thought I was crazy, Steve. Uh, (laughs) I think Fred did too, to tell you the truth, that I thought that Donald Trump could become president (laughs) and that Michigan could become a, uh, a red state. And I thought that because I was talking to people. I was in labor, I was in union halls, I was out at festivals and farmers markets. And I, for one thing, I can tell you, people were tired of the partisan bickering, and they wanted to get things done. But they wanted—they were tired of bad trade deals that were shuttering factories. Auto workers, the industry had been saved, but their wages had been stagnant. They were scared. The price of everything they were paying for was going up, and they were scared about their pensions. I said I would work with President uh, Trump on trade uh, because it impacted the working men and women of my district. But that if he did something that I thought was morally wrong, he'd hit a buzzsaw like one he has never met. And he has. I never thought at this point and this age I would be defending one of the most fundamental principles of our Constitution, freedom of religion. And and I am. But Fred, by the way, has been helpful there. Fred and I both believe that we've got to do something on DACA. Now, we don't totally agree, maybe, on, although I think Fred... I'm not going to speak for Fred. We need comprehensive immigration reform. But Fred is a signer 
of the discharge petition on DACA. We need to do something for these young kids. So, you know, we work together on strategies. How do we help those we need to help? This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Congressman Fred Upton, a Republican from St. Joseph. He represents Michigan's 6th Congressional District. Also here is Debbie Dingell, a Democrat from Dearborn who represents Michigan's 12th Congressional District. We are talking about uh, legislation that uh, the two of them have worked on that would uh, kickstart research into new pain medications that are free of the addictive qualities of opioids. Uh, It's one of many things that uh, Fred and Debbie have found a way to work on together. We're talking about that move to reach across the aisle uh, to embrace bipartisanship in order to get things done in Washington. If you want to join the conversation, have a question for either of our representatives, uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, uh, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Fred, I, w- I want to talk a little about uh, the, the work you're doing to try to get uh, DACA legislation moving, uh, but I also want to talk about that in the context of the current uh, discussion and debate that's going on in the Republican Party, uh, 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 not just about DACA, uh, but about this, uh, what I think are much, uh, much more core issues in terms of uh, what it means to be a Republican, what it means to be a Republican in the era of this president, who is, uh, I think, by any measure, a very different kind of uh, politician and, and Republican than we've seen before. Can you talk some about the pressure uh, that you feel uh, to, to, to go along with the Trump agenda and whether you feel vulnerable uh, because you're standing up and saying, hey, I, I want to do this differently? Well, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I've never been afraid to speak out against any president or administration when I felt that they were on the wrong track. Mm-hmm. And uh, with this one, I spoke against his comments on Muslims. I spoke very harshly uh, after Charlottesville. Uh, I disagreed with pulling out of the Paris Agreement. Uh, I very much disagreed with his uh, elimination of the Great Lakes uh, Restoration Fund in as a delegation, Republicans and Democrats, we worked together pretty much all, almost all of us in Michigan to, to restore that money, and we were successful. But on immigration, it is a broken system, and we have heard that from employers and from people for a long time. And you know what the president said last fall? He said, Congress, I'm tired of these executive orders. Some of them are, are upheld by the courts. Some are not. I'm not a lawyer, but you know it's back and forth with the courts, depending on who, who's hearing it. He said, Congress, do your job. Send me a bill. Mm -hmm. Let's figure this out. And the president said, I want a a pathway, uh, particularly for these DACA kids. He actually doubled the number of of the number of people that actually registered. You know, I've met with my DACA uh, kids at my universities and schools. I know that Debbie has as well. Uh, many of these folks have been here for 10, 15 years. They're interested. They speak English. They have made, they have a job. They're paying their taxes. They're educated, and their home is here. They're married. They have kids. We're not going to send folks back. We we had a well publicized uh, situation. Debbie had a, a similar case. I had a doctor from Poland. He came here at age three. 
his offense, seatbelt violations, parking next to a parking uh, a fire hydrant. I mean, he was held in jail for three weeks. Come on. Mm-hmm. We're a better country than this. I met with a guy earlier this month. He's married to an American. He has twin boys. They were, you know, they were born here, so they're U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. He won't go. He won't drive a car to to work. Remember, we have we. I'm lake effect snow. Every time Debbie comes over <laughs> to my side of the state, it seems like it snows. Uh, but we have lake sure. effect snow. He rides his bike to work in the winter. Wow. Why? Because he can't get a driver's license, and he's afraid he'll get picked up and sent back. I mean, wow. come on. Um, we need we need to resolve this, as the president said. Uh, we've had promises all along from Speaker Boehner down to Speaker Ryan. You know, when are we going to take this up? And it hasn't happened. I'm here to govern. I'm here to make some tough choices, to work with, with, with folks to get things done. And sitting on our hands, watching a broken system, watch, walking, watching people whose families are disruptive, who have been here for decades, because they didn't have a seatbelt, that's their violation. I have no problem sending the MS-13 folks to jail. But this isn't amnesty. Right. It's, it's registration. It's paying taxes. It's background checks. If they want to become a citizen, they go to the end of the line. But we are going to stop this Gestapo-like business of knocking on doors and taking people out of their homes and sending them someplace that they haven't been for pretty much all their life. That's just wrong. And so I have joined Dave Trott to sign this discharge yeah, petition. I want to say most fellow Republican, of course, from our side. Um, I think most of the, the Democrats uh, have signed this uh, petition. It's, it's a process that's been used before. That's how we got campaign finance reform. That's how we financed the XM Bank. Uh, you need 218 signatures. I looked last night. I think we're at 204. So we need 14 more. We're going to get there, I think, uh, unless, you know, as we try to negotiate to actually get a bill, let's have the votes. Let's see where people stand. Um, And, by the way, I support border security, too, and I know that a lot of Democrats uh, do as well. That can be part of this mix. Okay. Congressman Fred Upton, Republican from St. Joseph, who represents Michigan's 6th Congressional District. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. You bet. Always a pleasure. And uh, uh, let's hope that (laughs) rain leaves. At least it's not snow, right? (laughs) Right. That's right. Uh, Also, Debbie Dingell, Democrat from Dearborn, who represents Michigan's 12th Congressional District. Thank you for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you, Steve. Always great to hear from both of you. Up next, we're going to talk about the NFL's decision to require players to stand during the national anthem if they're on the field. What do you think about that? What do you think about the issues that NFL players are trying to raise people's consciousness about? And don't forget, if you miss any of today's show, you don't have to miss out on the conversation. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Download and subscribe to Detroit Today. Take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Thank you.